everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life, episode 267, Xbox One Tour. I am your host, Mark, aka Wingman709, and with me as always is my good buddy, Rob. Hey, what's up, what's up, also known as Priest on Xbox Live. And with us is a very special treat, we have a member of the community, and uh, now now I'm calling him a friend of my own, because we, we, we had a moment this weekend, which we're going to share with you, that was really freaking awesome. And uh, so let me introduce Mr. Bo. Mark, Rob, community, good evening. And uh, Bo, you want to go ahead and give out your gamer tag? Uh, I gamer tab is Vengeful Loki. So, um, welcome to the show, Bo. Glad to have you here with us. Um, and apologize to everybody for the, the, the multiple failures this week. We had a, an audio issue we were working on, and uh, so we had to have a couple tests. But we are live right now, and as Rob says, live and in effect. There will not be video this week, unfortunately, because with the third person, we could not, uh, we can't do group videos because I guess we got to pay for Skype or something. I don't know, but it's always something with with some application just <laughs> wanting more of our blood <laughs> yeah nothing's ever easy ever nothing's easy so be sure to visit us at this xboxlife.com where you can get the latest information on the on the latest shows and of course don't forget to support us by making all your wonderful purchases game and non-gaming at amazon.com you can do that by visiting this xboxlife.com forward slash amazon and uh that helps support the show um so before we get into some really cool stuff, I'm so excited about this show. I have been dying since, I don't know, 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon to record. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so let's go ahead. We're just going to talk about some of the games we played. And uh, we're going to let Rob start this week because he's got the shortest list. Absolutely. And, so, and not you to know... mention it's current gen. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. <laughs> yeah, so I can I can talk about my one game before you guys start talking about the uh, the fantastic sale that you guys went to at Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> so uh, the game that I play this week is Ghosts or Call of Duty Ghosts, if we want to give out the full name. And I was really on the fence about getting this thing because. You know, there, there's the Xbox One version that's coming out in a couple weeks, and I I wasn't sure if I really wanted to get it for the 360. I thought I would just wait, but then you know, impulse buy, I I, I got I had to get it, and I did it in the name of of trying to see what the differences between consoles. That was my excuse. So I'm really curious to see playing it on Xbox 360, how it's going to differ on Xbox One. Because right. uh, you guys got this one too, didn't you? Or, uh, or Mark, I've, you did, I've got right? it. Yeah, I've been playing it. Yeah. So, and in fact, and, I did uh, play Call of Duty Ghosts this week. And, and, yes. But go ahead. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about my thoughts on it after you're done. Yeah. It's... Uh, from the time that I've played it, which maybe an hour or so that I got in today I found it to be uh, uh, kind of tough a little bit maybe just because I'm not <laughs> used to the first person thing as much as I used to be but uh, it's very cinematic the whole first part of it really reminded me of that gravity movie a little bit which was kind of neat I don't think it was something that was done in any other game to date but 
I mean, this this whole thing is like so cinematic, like action movie. It's kind of crazy. Have you not played any of the past? I don't know, four or five Call of Duties. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they they got that stuff. I mean, this this one is like more so, and um, it, it's not bad. It's not bad, and uh, I don't know. I don't have too much to say about it. Was that all you played this that's, week? Yeah, that's all I've got. Oh, and uh, I thought I'd throw this one out. I started playing Tiny Death Star on my phone. That's not bad. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I think it just came out not too long ago. It's uh, a Star Wars version of Tiny Tower. It's not bad. Give it a shot. That's all I got. Okay. Well, um, for the um, I did play Call of Duty Ghosts as well. And yeah. my... I, I do like the campaign. It is fun. I'm probably pretty close to being done. I'm taking just a little bit of time because I heard it so short. Um, I have played some of the multiplayer, and I think my opinion of the multiplayer is, number one, the knives suck. They've got to freaking fix that. And no lie, dude. I, I mean, I've never experienced this with the knives. I, I, guys are running around just knifing. That's it. They're, they're like, they're perked up, and they're, they're like quiet, fast, armored, you know, somehow... And they, they can they can go to knife you. They can be 20 feet away. And I wish that this game had the video capture bookmarking film feature because I would have freaking captured it. I was so ticked off. The um, This dude was, I mean, he's just coming at me. And I'm, I'm unloading right in his chest clip after clip. And he just keeps chasing me. And he finally, he just, he went like for the knife move. Dude, he was about 20 feet away from me. And... All of a sudden, you see my gun drop, and I'm dead. And I'm like, and I've seen it time after time after time, and people are taking advantage of it, and I'm sick of it. So they got to freaking fix the knifing that you can knife a dude from 20 feet away. Also, the maps are so large. There's some that are so freaking huge that it's ridiculous. The castle map is insane. I hate it. Um, uh, and then... The, the perks and the weapons, there's just so much to it that it's not like like in Black Ops 2 or a previous Call of Duty game, if you needed to make an adjustment to the way the game is kind of running, you could kind of quickly go in, and you had to be quick, but you could really go in and change perks or change equipment kind of quickly. Um, in this game, it there's just you're just not going to get it done. It, it's There's too much stuff to do. Unless you're only changing a weapon item, then you can probably get that done. That's really frustrating. Um, but overall, I, I'm not as happy with the multiplayer on this one for some reason. Um, I, I, I think Black Ops 2 is so far the best multiplayer version. Um, Cranked is kind of a fun mode that I am enjoying. But, um, you know, I don't know. It, it's just... I got to give it some more time, and that's kind of my thing. I'm like, well, I got to give it a little bit more time. But I seem to be ranking up really slow. I can't, I can't seem to do it near as well as I was, I was in Black Ops 2, you know. Um, but uh, I got to give it some more time. So enough on that. We'll leave it at that. But um, so that that was Rob. I kind of, I came down to your level this week. I did play some current gen games, if you will. <laughs> okay. But you know that I just can't do it anymore, man. I, it's time to move on, okay? And and it, it's just I can't do this current gen anymore. I'm ready you to make sail that with jump. The ship? So here's here's what I did this week. Here's what I played. I played Peggle Two, buddy. I played Loco Cycle. I played Crimson Dragon. 
I played Max, The Curse of Brotherhood. I played Forza 5, Skylander Swap Force, Rise, Son of Rome, FIFA 14, Dead Rising 3, Connect Sports Rivals, and Killer Instinct. How could you do that? Booyah! Did you jump in a time machine? I'm 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 just super cool, man. I am super cool. So uh, that's what I played this week. How about you, Bo? Well, I, I played a similar uh, session of games: uh, Peggle Two, Max, Curse of Brotherhood, Forza Five, Rice or Rise, uh, FIFA Fourteen, Dead Rising Three, Connect Sports. Killer Instinct and Zoo Tycoon. Wow, you two? That's crazy. How'd you guys do it? Well, I think I think we can go ahead and, and get into that. Why don't we just get into that right now? But what I'm gonna request is that everybody mute. Because I got some video footage of Bo and I going to the Xbox One tour event that was here in Scottsdale, Arizona this weekend. And I want to play some just... I'm, we're going to run the rest of the show. It's just going to be videos of the games, of the footage that we copied while we were there. But I want to play just while we were outside, just kind of the, the stupid stuff that they were doing to get everybody amped up. But it was kind of fun. So I think it's kind of a fun video. And then as we were walking in, I still think it's really cool. It, it, they really did a good job when we walked in, and I, Bo, I'll let. I'm, I'm curious what you thought. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" I, the, the, the people like lined up, and we had to walk down this line of people. They're all high fiving us. They're all hooting and hollering. The music's pumping. The green lights are everywhere, and it's just Xbox One screens and consoles and games everywhere, dude. I was like, like so excited, dude. What did you think, Bo? Did it did it work to amp you up? It, it did. It, it felt like uh, I going to an MMA event and actually being the fighter walking in. Um, you know, the music blaring, uh, the lights flashing, you know, cameras going off. Uh, you know, everybody just screaming, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty intense. All right. Well, here we go. So I'm going to go ahead. Let's all mute for a moment because I want to play the audio, and then I'll let you guys know when we're done. So uh, we're going to go into. This is uh, Bo and I getting ready to go into the Xbox One event. So it proudly brings to you the greatest console in the world, the Xbox One. And we are going to go in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, Xbox One! Thank you. Thank you, guys. Right. All right, so we're going to let the video run and can continue, um, but um, you got to see the entrance. We're walking in, um, and essentially they had all these glass cases with some really cool controllers and stuff, and and um, the interesting thing is, uh, you know, you can, we went right to Peggle 2, and Bo was so nice to point out Peggle 2, and... Uh, <laughs> 
because he knew I that, that's my game. I had to play Peggle 2 first on Xbox One. It just it had to be. But um, uh, so what I want to do is we're going to let this video play. You guys can just kind of watch as we go through the different things. And uh, Bo and I are just going to spend some time here talking about what we thought. Um, so we're kind of going to try to kind of follow the video um, kind of in this kind of goes into the kind of the way we went through the day. So, um, but uh, I think we'll, we'll let uh, Bo kind of respond because uh, he was the first one to pick up a controller and we got a question in our chat here um, uh, from Johnny Don't wants to know what we think of the controller. So uh, what do you, what do you think there, Bo, about the controller? Well, the first thing I noticed was it actually felt lighter than the 360 controller, uh, slightly smaller. I don't know if it's the, uh, the buttons or the sticks have been moved together a little bit, but you know, within a minute, it just felt like a natural extension of your, of your hands. You, you forgot it was there and it was just really responsive to, uh, to everything that you did. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked it. Uh, I, that was my biggest thing is what's this thing going to be like, uh, concerns for, um, just, you know, the, the current one is so perfect and it's just like, what is it, what's going to happen? You know, how's it going to feel? You know, are they going to mess it up and ruin it? And no, it, it, it does fit well. I like that the battery does is now integrated because I don't feel, it just feels better when you're holding it. You, you don't have that battery compartment that your kind of fingers are rub, uh, sitting against. Um, so it definitely fits better. It feels very much the same. I, I don't think you're really going to notice a huge difference. Um, and we're watching Bo doing his GTA 5 uh, in Zoo Tycoon right now. <laughs> so uh, that's what that's what everybody's watching. So the controller felt excellent. I'm, I'm really happy about it. And, uh, yeah, I think that was... We were very pleased with that from both of us. So, um, let's see. So the, so the first game, we went to go to Peggle, but as you guys can see in the video, there's that girl sitting there to the left of the screen. She's on the Peggle machine. So uh, she beat us to it. So uh, Bo started out, let's put one with Zoo Tycoon. So why don't you run us through what your thoughts of that were, Bo? Well, um, to quote Jurassic Park, are there any dinosaurs on the dinosaur tour. Um, <laughs> we had about a 10-minute session with the game and did not see any animals. Um, I, I later found out after the session was over that there's there's two modes in this game. One is a uh, more of a simulation mode, a god mode, where it's a top-down where you actually have to put the animals and the buildings and everything in the zoo. And then the second is a street-level version, which is what we're playing right now, and that's where you can drive around and interact with the uh, the animals and the people and, and everything. And it was weird because we're like sitting there. I mean, I even uh, picked up the card at one point. There's like a, well, I don't think we realized it at the time that there was a card saying what to do, what to hit. Because we asked one of the people that were working there how to do it. And of course, she had no clue. But it, it took us almost to the end of the the 10 minutes to finally find out that there is, oh, there's a tycoon mode, like you said. And by then, I was kind of like, okay, well, we're bored. We're ready to move on. <laughs> you know, there was, it's like, we didn't come here to see Zoo Tycoon, really, you know. But uh, it, the game, so for the aspect of this was being the very first Xbox One game that we saw, I actually thought it looked really good. I noticed, like, when, you, when we were first standing there, you were at the park entrance, and, like, the different bricks... Um, just the way the bricks looked on the th on the on the ground, you could see a lot of detail in them. 
Um, you can see how they were different from one set of bricks to the other. Uh, the trees, there was such a variety of trees in this park that they had. And the game looks so crisp and sharp. And I was really impressed with that. That's, I mean, really what stood out, uh, I think, the most to me. Um, and it's probably a fun game. Uh, I know a lot of people like these tycoon-style games. And uh, Is this something you'd probably pl uh, pick up, Bo, or maybe play down the road? Uh, you know, definitely a rental, for sure. And um, I think once I figure it out, and I, I read a little bit more yesterday and today on the game, and it sounds pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Um, you can drop new exhibits, and it will automatically build the roads to those exhibits. So you can... They said that uh, your zoo can grow to the size of a small city. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot that uh, that unfortunately we did not see or or know about at the time, but it, it's definitely worth a, a second look down the road. Yeah, and, and um, what everybody's seeing right now in the video, this is actually the tycoon mode. It, so, and it's a really bad view of it. I don't know if it's the camera or the angle I've got, but it looks kind of whited, bleached out, but. What this is is he's expanded back, and now you can move around, and this is where you can set up your exhibits and stuff. And but the lady actually, one of the workers, had the controller, I think, at this point, and we were kind of lock like lost interest. And now you can see the lady just she's about to get up and leave Peggle, so we're kind of like, yep, we're done. In fact, I'm immediately moving around. You can see the camera. I went straight to Peggle. <laughs> My bow's still on Zoo Tycoon. I'm like, I'm out of here. So, but uh, and I went right to the Peggle machine. And uh, one thing I want to point out that people are seeing right now is when the Ode to Joy is playing, you can see the boss character on the left head banging. And I thought that was so cool. That's I just awesome. thought that was awesome. It was really neat. So, But uh, there's not a lot to say. About, well, let me, before I jump into Peggle, was there anything else, Bo, you had for Zoo Tycoon? Or... No, no, that sums it up there. All right. So Peggle, there's nothing really to say. It's Peggle. Um, it's there's more on the screen. They've got the boss to the side, um, you know. But it's Peggle. It's if you like the first game, you're gonna like the second one. The, you know, I only played it for a few minutes, and it's just like okay, um, we'll move on. So the next game, which just came up on our screen now, is this one really took I think both of us by surprise, and uh, that's Max. The Curse of Brotherhood. And I know... So, Bo, you played this first. I think you played this while I was playing Peggle. Yes. So what What did you think? When I first saw the trailer for this game during E3, I had no interest at all in it. It wasn't, uh, wasn't my style, and um, it all changed yesterday. And after playing it, it became my must-buy game of the year. Uh, unfortunately, I wow. was a little disappointed to find out that the release date had been uh, pushed out to the spring. So I was uh, not real happy about that. It was kind of like uh, an appetizer to a starving person. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it, uh, it reminded me of the LucasArts-style games of the early 90s. And I, I felt that the, uh, the puzzle-solving aspect, the playability, is perfect balance to an afternoon of uh, first-person shooters and zombie killing. Um, you know, there's a, a sense of calmness and uh, an accomplishment when you actually figure these puzzles out, and they and they do get more difficult as the game as the uh, game progresses. And um, you know, the the last part I would say is I would sum the game up as kind of a Pixar animation with a mix of Mario Brothers and Portal thrown in. Yeah, it it 
this was something I know Rob was talking about after E3 that this was a game he had a lot of interest in. And I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm just, you know, I don't know why I missed this or what it was. But when I sat down, and, and right now I'm playing it, uh, as you can see on screen, and I I'm, I had no idea what it was. I was like, I just figured it was some kind of platformer. So I get to this point where I'm walking and jumping, and then I'm hitting, I think, the right trigger, and I'm, like, hitting it like a like shooting, like, and this little white thing keeps coming out. I'm like, what the heck? I mean, what is he throwing? And then finally, after playing around with it for a while, I realized when you hold the trigger, it's like this this pen. I kept calling it a crayon, but I, I don't know if, what it is, a pen, marker, crayon, something. But it, it comes out, and there's, like, this crayon. And you can actually interact with the different parts of the world and there's different colored crayons so I think we started out where the crayon was orange and you could use it to like make the rocks come up out of the ground to create platforms so that you could jump on or get up to a higher point then later on you get he gets in and gets a different colored crayon which is like green and then they tell you like oh you now have all the power of the forest so you can make like trees and branch or these branches come out of the ground and so you can use them to to build to jump up or climb up and down uh, at one point uh, Bo found out that once he built this branch he could cut it and then move it over to where he needed to go so that he could jump up on another area um, and that's what we're seeing now is he just did that and now he's working his way up he's got to try to climb up using this this magic pen type of thing and we imagine now we only got to see these two but we're pretty much guessing that they're because it looks like it's elemental type of a pen that you're going to maybe see one maybe blue for water and maybe white for air or something like that we you know uh, so we're probably going to see you know some different types of elements in this game and as I would assume as you continue on it's going to be harder and harder and maybe have to mix the two um, as we went through this demo, it was just the one color at a time. So I, I don't know if you could intersperse it or change it, but it changed on its own uh, as we made the level jump. So, you know, we still got some some time to see uh, how that works. Um, but another interesting thing is, as you were, like as you can see now watching the video, if you make your branch the wrong way or too high and you can't get to it, you have to basically cut it and redraw it so as you're drawing the branch it goes however you move the controller and we also noticed that the pen as you drew the ink in the pen would like disappear so if you made a you could make if you made two long branches you would use all the ink in the pen that was it but if you made two small ones you'd still have ink left over and you could draw a third one later so there's some really neat kind of factors in the game and it's gonna make you it's a real it's really gonna make you think and you're definitely gonna die a lot, as as we both did trying to figure it out. But it was, it wasn't like a frustrating dying. It was more of a okay, how do you know you're you're really trying to think of how you're gonna get there, uh, how you're gonna make it to the next step, and what do you need to do? So, kind of like chess, you really gotta think ahead too, a move or two ahead. So, uh, any any other thoughts on it, Bo? Uh, no, I mean, like I said, this will definitely be one of the uh, one of the games in my library. Yeah, this will definitely. It it did get pushed back to what 2014, and uh, it's by a company called I think it was what, Press Play. And yes, I I don't know. We were talking about it over lunch about it. I know, and 
I don't know if this company has made any other games, but uh, we'll have to do to check on that. But if this is their first game, then wow, um, I'm impressed right out of the box. So, all right. Well, so the next game we went and played was Rise, Son of Rome. And I know a lot of people were excited about this. The first thing is, and if you notice, you can't really tell in the video I've got on, but as you were walking into the arena, the thing that I noticed, the game is a gorgeous. It really is gorgeous. And there was even like dust particles. You could see all the dust particles and stuff in the air. And, and uh, I think this game really did show off um, I mean, Max looked amazing. I mean, Peggle's not going to show off anything, all right? Zoo Tycoon looked really good, but it, it's not a high-impact action game. Max looked amazing. I, I think it was absolutely a gorgeous game. And the one thing I, I want to say about that is that we were playing on a developer build. They said most of these were developer builds, and it even said that on the screen when we were playing Max that it was not a, a final build. Uh, obviously, if it's not coming out until next year. But... The game was just incredibly good looking, and I felt Rise was too. And this one's got a lot of action and movement, and you know, the, I think that's one of the things I liked about what we saw was when you think back. Excuse me, you think back to Xbox to Xbox 360. Those first 360 games didn't really look any different than Xbox. You could probably say the same, maybe, about the 360 to the Xbox One. But I would say there is differences. There, there are things different. Uh, things like the amount of characters on the screen. We'll talk about that later when we play Dead Rising. Um, the, the, the way that, like in Rise, the fire, that there's a, an area later, and I don't know if it's in our video, but you see these things on fire, and I'm like, that really looks really close to being real. Fire usually doesn't look very real in, in games. Um, and I think it's some of the most realistic rendition I've seen in a game yet. Um, so, but, uh, Bo, I'm just curious what, uh, I know this wasn't one that, uh, I don't think you were real interested in this one. So what did you think after playing it? Um, well, I, I hate to let people down. Um, graphically, very nice. Uh, like you mentioned, the, uh, the particles, the fire, very realistic looking, um, this, uh, for me, unfortunately, I didn't really know what I was doing, so it just turned into a button-meshing fiasco. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would have to see the instruction manual to uh, to decide if I like it or not. Um, at, I'm sure if you knew what you were doing, it would play better, but I, I just walked away from it thinking that, um, you know, I'd rather be back over with uh, with Max. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this game, I think it's going to be okay. And I, I, uh, for those that are looking for a good hack and slash, uh, just running around getting combos, and, you know, there's a lot of games like that today. I think this is definitely going to fill that need. And there's that fire I was talking about. Um, if it's, I don't know if I'll get a good capture of the fire in here, but. It, it moves. It's like, if you look at the fire, the way it's moving, it's not just like a block of color. It's It looks like it's really got life to it, like like real fire does. So, uh, you know, just things like that are what we're going to see better in the next gen. Um, as for the gameplay, I think I'm kind of agreeing with you. It looks great. I think people will love it. The one thing we can say, there was no quick time events. And uh, 
the game, if you guys talked to, I think it was on Major Nelson's podcast a week or two ago, they had somebody on there, and I can't, I think it was Phil Spencer. He was talking, and maybe it was Podcast Unlocked, actually, that he was on. But he was talking about this game a lot. It got a lot of bad rap because of all the buttons that they were showing on the screen. And everybody thought it was a quick time of game, but it's not. They put those in so people would know that a, that the actual player was pressing buttons, that it wasn't just a cutscene because the game looks so good. So there is no quick time events. It is an action game, but it is a button masher in that type of sense. So um, I think I think people will love it, and I think it's going to be a success. I probably won't buy it because uh, I'm kind of the opinion that it's going to be um, very repetitive. Um, so, but we'll see. Okay, so then we went over to Forza Motorsport 5. And this was the first game where we actually got to experience the rumble and the triggers. And uh, did, did you think that made any kind of difference or was helpful at all? There, there was so much going on that, you know, truthfully, I didn't really feel the rumble as much as I thought it would be. Um, you know, I, uh, I don't know, it was just uh, sensory overload, I guess you could say, for the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was interesting. And the, the thing I noticed, too, is that when they said rumbles and the triggers, I guess I thought that both triggers would rumble at the same time. That's not the case. Sometimes it's just the left trigger. Sometimes it's the right trigger. And Forza Motorsport makes huge use of that. So I guess somehow that translates into... And I don't know what it translates to, but it, like when I'm turning to the right, like my left trigger was rumbling and the right one wasn't so I don't know if I'm braking too hard or there's or maybe I'm oversteering it has some logic behind it that they're you know that they're doing to basically say that you know um, you need to, it's supposed to help you play better you know help you become a better driver if you will because now you're getting kind of more than force feedback you're getting feedback from your wheels um, I don't know if it's going to help me improve at all. I, I really don't know, but I guess we'll see as time goes on. Um, but the game was gorgeous looking, uh, without a doubt. Here's, you can see Bo's cockpit of his, uh, I think you were driving, was that an Audi that you were driving? I believe so, yes. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, that it just There was a lot of detail in the cockpit. And then you drove first person, I drove uh, third person view, if you will. Um, like top down looking at the car and uh, it was cool I liked that we you know from both both viewpoints uh, all the other Forza games have them but this game really does look gorgeous which is no surprise um, I wish however and as you guys are watching this video you're going to see Bo hits another car rear ends him the car flies up and off the screen and both of us were like whoa you know it's like where's a where's a i want to replay that i want to see that but it was a demo box so we didn't have any control of like there it was we just saw it. um you could uh we couldn't go back to like capture that but i'm sure the final game would have that in there i really wanted to see what happened to that car you nailed <laughs> Yeah, well, fortunately, the uh, you know you'll have the option to do the Xbox record for the last thirty seconds or the last five minutes in the gameplay. So, I think we'll oh, be seeing true. a lot of videos posted or you know uploaded. That would have been a, one of those Xbox record moments for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be something we're gonna have to get used to saying um, when we see those moments to say uh, Xbox record. So, 
anything else on Forza? No, no. All right, I think so. We're wrapping up the video on your Forzas. I'm trying to remember what we went and saw next. Um, I, I guess we'll I'll, I'll, I'll delay here for a moment. One thing we noticed there was the damage on the cars too, because in the video you'll see I actually Bo made a comment about the guy next to us. Um, and the car damage he had, well, it was definitely different. We did see lots of car damage. You could see scraped paint, mud, and grime from the road would be on there, so that was pretty cool. So then we took a break, stood in the line, and we this was like the first game. It was really neat because we could just kind of walk up to anything and play it, but then we went to go play Dead Rising 3, and this was the first line I think we really had to wait in, if you will. And this one was the longest um, because everybody was going on and playing the full 10 minutes. And these machines were set to do 10 minutes and then it would just reset to the, to the, to the title screen so everybody knew when they were done. And uh, so we were standing in line and we were watching. So some of the footage, I, the, the bad part of this is I don't have really good footage of Dead Rising 3 because we were standing kind of catching some video. Uh, people playing as we were in line but then when you and I both went up we were both playing our own machines and so what we've been doing prior to this was like as Bo's playing I'm actually trying to record all the video uh, we didn't get that with Dead Rising 3 um, but what did you think of the game because now my understanding was you this was a pre-order for you right yes this is the uh, the one for sure that I did pre-order to uh, to play um on the 22nd and um it did not disappoint um <laughs> the uh what i noticed on it was um you know the the amount of zombies that were on the screen they were all individually different and uh it's just incredible to uh to see that and, and i didn't really notice any uh, even though this was a um not a full build i didn't see any frame rate dropping um or anything. No, I know. And um, the the amount of zombies on the screen was just insane. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I thought Dead Rising 2 had a bunch. <laughs> this... uh, I, I will point out that um, there's one button that, uh, that you don't want to push when you start the game, and you and I both pushed it. And uh, that was... <laughs> the, uh, the first thing we did was threw our only weapon into the crowd of zombies. Yes. <laughs> Don't hit the right trigger, folks. <laughs> I guess that's throw. Oh, man. But, uh, you know, within a 10-minute period, just to give you an idea of, of how many zombies were on a screen, my, my final kill count was 1,707 zombies killed in 10 minutes. And that was about half as good as, as a lot of the people were doing in there. Yeah, I think I only ended up like 800. I... I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to pick up weapons. Um, they just uh, they weren't they weren't picking anything up. So, and I think our video is done real quick. So let me just check. Um, I'm gonna recycle, start it over. So, um, as we're talking, so I'll just keep the Xbox One video going for everybody. Um, my was like I said total was like 800 something kills. 
Um, the biggest issue I saw was I couldn't seem to pick up. So it kept telling me, I kept looking at the card. I kept pausing the game and looking down at this card that said what to do. And it was like for to interact or pick up an item, it was like hit the B button. So I would do that. And I'd run up to something and I'd hit B, but I, I don't know if I wasn't right on top of it, but I struggled trying to pick items up. Um, so I'm hoping that that gets better in the final build. Um, you know, cause I, I did struggle with that. And I think you said you had the same problem, right? I, I did. I, I think because this was a demo build, um, you know, it wasn't as polished as the final retail copy. Uh, you know, for example, we were able to use weapons that had already been uh, merged together. Um, I had a some kind of uh, swinging item that was already electrically charged, and even some of the vehicles that you could get into already had. Um, I, some people were driving around with that steamroller uh, motorcycle, and. Um, so I, I think the uh, you know for the purpose of the X1 tour event, uh, it was a specific demo build that we were we were playing. Right. It was one thing that was cool was yeah you could combine vehicles. Um, did did you get the you didn't get the bike in the steamroller right? No, I uh, I started out with a uh, with a front loader and yeah. um, then I changed to a uh, look like a Lamborghini. Uh, which after you know you hit thirty or forty zombies with it, it was pretty well useless. <laughs> yeah, I got on the front end loader too, and uh, that was fun. I ended up getting the thing stuck, but that was a lot of fun just running zombies over and that thing. And I didn't notice you, there was another button you could hit to swing the bucket arm on the back. Oh, were, I didn't know that because I had I had rolled the thing and I hit a button to get out and I hit the wrong button and the bucket arm moved. So I guess you can take people out with that thing too as well. So um, I wonder yeah. if you could use that. <laughs> could you use that to uh, to write yourself back up? I wonder. Um, not in that case. I was completely on the side. Um, I don't think I could have, but I don't know. I guess it depends on how that thing bends, but. It was, yeah, there, it was just so much fun running everything over. Um, it definitely is one I want to get now. I definitely want to add that. I think it's it's just going to be fun. And again, I'm going to like this version because it takes the time limit out of the game. And, um, you know, to me, that's why I didn't like the previous Dead Risings is because everything was a time limit. So having that gone, just being able to just go and maul zombies will just make it a blast. So... Okay, so then after that, we went and played Killer Instinct. Um, and I, for some reason, never captured any footage of that. And I don't know why. Uh, again, I think the reason why is because instead of us doing single player while one of us was playing, one was recording, we were playing against each other. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, was there three characters, I think, to choose from? And I didn't even pay attention to what their names were. One was that wolf character. Yours was like some gold liquidy looking dude. Yeah, it, it looked like a Silver Surfer, I guess, uh, only gold. Yeah. And then uh, yours, I think, was uh, more of a gladiator looking uh, character. Oh, the War Chief or the Thunder Chief, I think. I think it's I think it's called Thunder Chief. And then there was like some. I think the fourth character was just like some regular normal guy that not not necessarily a cool character like we had. But the the game, uh, it, it's. Mo and I are neither one of us are into the those type of fighting games. It's just not something we we care for. But we tried it out anyway, so we could talk about it. Um, we did that with a few games, and um, so 
the thing I tried to take away from it was the game did look good. Um, I liked that the environments in the background, there was stuff moving, um, you know, like things were rotating. The environment behind you was alive, which I thought was kind of nice. It looked good. Um, I, I'm assuming there's special moves. I couldn't figure out how to to get that to launch. I don't know. I may have done it because I know at one point I did something, and I'm like, what did I just do? But um, well, I think you, people, you killed me. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you, <laughs> yeah, I was all lucky. I'm, we're just like I said, mashing buttons. So, but uh, it, it was, uh, it'll probably. I think it'll be good. I think people that like that series are gonna love the game. I think they'll be really excited about it. It was a popular franchise that people wanted to come see come back. So, um, you know, I can't really see anything bad about it. It's just not my genre, so it's hard for me to speak on it. Uh, anything else on on Killer Instinct that you thought? Um, I would uh, I would call it, and I'm dating myself here, but I would just say it's a high def version of um, Mortal Kombat. Right. Um, you know, I just uh, it's just not my my thing. Um, so then, let's see, where did we go? We left there, and then we walked by FIFA 14, and the lady tried to get us to play, and we said, uh, no thanks, because <laughs> neither one of us are soccer people. Yeah, well, actually, uh, after that, I, I, I think that's when we had the uh, the Major Nelson sighting. Yeah, well, yeah, so we went, we actually got a chance to talk to Major Nelson, uh, shake his hand, get our pictures taken with him. He was he was nice. I mean, you know, he stopped to talk with us. I did tell him that uh, I did throw out the, tried to throw out the whole podcasting thing. Um, he didn't seem too interested. I didn't say the name of the show. I didn't want to. It's like I don't want to be one of those people like, yeah, dude, this Xbox Life rules, you know. I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to be one of those annoying people. So I just and I didn't even really want to bother him. But I'm like, excuse me. Um, and he turned around. And I said, hi. I just want to, you know. I take a minute of your time and he let us get pictures with him and we just you know said uh he asked us how we were liking things and we were talking about what we really liked and we actually talked about max how we told him how we were just shocked how great that game is um i did tell him that i've been hosting a podcast um uh, xbox related podcast for about seven years and he was just like okay you know he didn't ask anything which i kind of was hoping he would like oh really but i mean he probably gets that stuff all the time i mean it's just his job, so he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and and we're competition too, so. Oh no! It, you know what? He at the end he did he he thanked us for supporting Microsoft and in supporting the Xbox, and so I think he was pleased to know that yeah we were you know doing the podcast and supporting their brand. I mean, and we were there and and having a great time. So he he was yeah. nice. He was cordial and very nice, but you know we didn't take a whole lot of his time. But it was cool. We got our picture with him. So. Um, and then we, of course, I think we went over and had some more free Doritos and Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, and uh, at that point, then we went over to the Connect uh, Sports Rivals. Okay, so then we, yeah, we went and played Connect Sports Rivals um, just to try it out. I, I don't. Uh, it's hard to tell if it really works any better than the current one. It worked, and I would say, considering the venue we were in. I'd say it's probably very much improved because uh, there was people everywhere. Um, now they had that kind of roped off with a good gap, so there wasn't lots of people walking right directly behind us. But it was really hard to tell when you're in that type of place if response time is better 
I think we were doing our arm controls wrong because, like, right at the end when we finished, we saw the one lady telling the other people, if you want to turn left, put one arm forward, one arm back. You want to turn the other way, do the other. Well, here, Bo and I, we're both twisting our bodies left and right, trying to... <laughs> so I think that's why we weren't turning as well. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we were leaning left to right and uh, actually steering it like a car, with a steering wheel, uh, right. instead of like a, uh, a wave runner or a snowmobile where it's... You know, forward and backward with your left arm or right arm. Right. So had um, we done it right, we might have had better but, response. <laughs> you know, I, I will say this: I, I have uh, I played Forza Four through the Connect, and every now and then it would lose the um, you know the steering wheel motion. And with two of us up there at the same time, and everybody in the background, I didn't once see a message that said um, you know it lost connection or anything, which was already an improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing said move forward, move step to the left. We were just centered perfectly. It spotted us. So, um, you know, it the game, it is what it is. If you like Connect Sports, I think you're going to like this. I mean, the wave running game, I think, could be a lot of fun. The the Connect overall, it's just, those Connect games are just, they're fun for my kids. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like, whatever. It, it is what it is. And, you know, I, I think it is improved, and that'll be good. So, so then uh, that wrapped it up uh, for that. I think was that pretty much. Then we then we went to FIFA, right? Yeah, we we actually uh, broke down and said, "All right, we're here. Let's let's take a look at it." And and I'm like, I have I'm like, we gotta play it because I know there's people on that are gonna listen. That um, oh, and just to. Uh, that, okay, sorry, I'm getting missed. I'm, I'm trying to read the chat and the Twitch and talk at the same time. Don't do that, Mark. Um, so we said, I told I told Bo, I said, well, let's go sit down, play a match, so we can at least talk about it, because I know there's people that are listening that want to know about FIFA 14, because they're huge FIFA fans. The one thing I will say about this is that was the first game that, that I was stunned on the visuals. I think it was we were standing there for, for uh, Dead Rising 3. The Battlefield 4 was on one side of us. FIFA 14 was on the other side. And I, I don't have video footage of either of those games because they would not allow... EA would not allow us to film either of those two games. That was not a Microsoft call. Um, they told us outside that in Chicago when they were doing the Xbox One tour, some people posted video and EA freaked out about it. So now they got these big signs up saying you can't film. So I don't have footage of FIFA or Battlefield. Both games look awesome on the Xbox One. So for your Battlefield fans out there, I know at the very beginning, Jesus walks a lot. He's saying it right now. What about Battlefield? All I'm going to say is, I, I and we didn't play it. Uh, that was the one game we didn't play uh, because it was the last game we were going to go do. And they had this tournament thing going on and the line was huge. Um, and we were pretty much done. But the game looked gorgeous. And I've played the 360 version. The, the Xbox One version looks so good. I, I wanted to sit down and play it because of how good it looked. Um, that's why I was going to go play it. So if you're a Battlefield fan, you're going to want the Xbox One version without a doubt. It, it looks so gorgeous. So back to FIFA 14. Because Mojo Red's going, yes, FIFA 14! When I first looked at that screen, I stood there going, is that a real soccer game? I mean, I, that was the first thought that came in my mind. I'm like, 
you know, maybe I was watching a, because they had other TV screens doing different things, like showing videos and stuff. But my first thought was, that looks like a real soccer game. And it was amazing because you had so much field of view of the soccer field. It's like you could see so much. And every and I was watching all the character movements, all the different characters' movements, and they all looked real. There was none of this every all the slides and the jumps and the the, the headbutting of the ball, the um, just the kicks and, and the, the, the way they're juking left and right. It was so real. I mean, it wasn't like this fake blocky guy, you know, like we've seen in the past. I was I was floored, and I think I think EA's they got some tagline for it. I think this year um, for you know because it's one of the things they were talking about. But you know, and we you know you saw it at E3, but when I saw it in for real, I was stunned. Literally, I was like, "This is a gorgeous game." It really was beautiful. The stadiums were cool. The all the different movement in the stands with all the people. Um, it looked great, but. By far, the character movement on the field just absolutely stunned me. Um, Bo, uh, you made a comment, too, about the ball. The, the, the ball was was amazing. When the players would kick it, a, a low kick would skim the surface, and as soon as it hit the grass, it would it would almost dribble like a, like a stone skipping across water. And it was just very fluid in motion and... and it responded to uh, you know to the blades of grass even um, the the fabric of their uniforms you know waved individually um, the the camera would zoom in on some of the action and then pull back so you really saw the the full immense size of the of the playing field um, I mean I've I've never been into the soccer games before and never had a desire to play them and and I actually want to play this one now um, we uh, we had about a ten minute session on on each. You know, at each station playing these games, and I think we were probably about nine and a half minutes in before we figured out the control scheme, <laughs> yeah. and um, we were just doing little short passes. And uh, the the lady that was uh, in charge of that station came up and said, "If you hold the button down longer, your kick or your pass will be stronger." So the last thirty seconds, I mean, we were both shouting and into it because we were, you know, doing half field kicks and. Um, uh, I even uh, ended up. One of my players got a yellow card for uh, for intentionally tripping one of the players. And uh, yet, you still got the ball back. I don't it, understand that. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know anything about soccer, but I I, I know after seeing this, I, I want to play it. <laughs> so yeah, maybe like the maybe the maybe we kicked the ball out, which is why you got the ball back. But maybe the card is like a like a penalty, and if you get so many, maybe the players out of the game. I don't because I don't know anything about soccer either, but. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was cool, and I remember. Then she told us too, like if you hit this button, you can trip people. Then I was trying to trip you, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I was trying to watch. But even like when your character was going down to trip, I mean, it it was it was fluid. It was like liquid. Uh, I, I don't some it's so fluid and liquid like your character movement. It was awesome. It, it was really amazing, and and I and I can't. You know, I don't. I haven't played FIFA 13 or anything. I've never played a FIFA game, or, or a soccer game for that matter. Last time I probably did one was probably back on the Amiga 500, but they've never been my my game of choice. But 
I was shocked how good it looks. I don't know what like FIFA 13 looks like on the 360. I don't know how the character movement is, if it looks just as good, but I, I seriously was floored, and when I first looked at it, I thought it was a real game. Um, so FIFA fans are going to be probably stoked about it. Um, it impressed well, me. Yeah, I, I, you know, like like I said, we were um, we were drawn into it. I mean, you know, shouting out encouragement and oh, and you know, just exclamations and everything. And the, you, you know, I understand doing that in a first person shooter where you're where you're screaming, but this was a soccer game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I guess that's why uh, you know you hear about the the real life soccer games in Brazil and the fans storming the field and everything. Yeah, it it sucks you in. <laughs> I, I see a question from Jesus. He's asking, what do we think of the size of the console and Kinect and the Turtle Beach headsets for X1? The console, I thought the console actually looked smaller than what I expected. Um, it doesn't, because when I saw it E3, I'm like, that thing looks huge. When I saw it yesterday, I'm like, oh, that, that looks about what I've got. Maybe it's a little bigger than I think what I got now, obviously, but it didn't look giant. I'm like, okay, that looks cool. It was behind a plexiglass thing. We couldn't like touch it. If I mean, you could on the side, but we couldn't pick it up or anything and really get an idea of how it how it feels or how big it is. But looking at it, I'm like, it looked normal. Connect looked to be the same. The Turtle Beach headsets they had there. Oh my gosh, I I put them on for Dead Rising Three, and it was. I mean, the place is pumping with music. It's really loud, and all the game videos we have. They're all separate on our YouTube channel. So if you go to youtube.com forward slash this Xbox Life, you can watch each of these. And you can hear you can hear our commentary. You can hear what Bo and I are saying. You can hear, if you can hear it over the DJ music. But um, for Dead Rising 3, I put those headsets on, and it was like he almost disappeared. I was like, that's the first thing I noticed. I put them on, and all of a sudden it was quiet. And I was like, oh, wow. And I, I took them back off and said, told Bo, I said... I think I just fell in love with a headset. <laughs> I put yeah, those they, things on, and uh, it was awesome. <laughs> they were uh, they were pretty incredible. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I I think the only uh, the only really surprise that I didn't expect, and again, I I think we'll attribute this to um, being developer builds, was the load time at most of the games just took forever. That that was the only complaint I had walking out of the door Saturday. They were long. Um, Crimson. Oh, we forgot to talk about Crimson. During we we didn't we played. I played Loco Cycle. We caught. We we did miss a couple games. Loco Cycle sucked. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no simple way around it. There's no way I could recommend anyone buying that game. It it was garbage, man. I'm like, and I didn't play it long. But it, it it couldn't even... I'm like, I had no interest in it to begin with, but I'm like, okay, let's go check it out. Like Max completely changed my mind. Local Cycle just confirmed that there's no way I'm buying this game. It it, it didn't look anything special. It, there, it, it, Oh my gosh, it was so hard to control that bike. I, I, it just made no sense. Sorry, um, there's no way I could recommend that. Chris, Crimson Dragon, um, I played that. The load time on that freaking thing was insane. Bo and I were standing at the console, and I started the the game, and he, and we were sitting there talking to him for a minute, and he was like, "Well, I'm not even interested in this." So he walks away. He goes to get his card stamped 
because um, they're they they got a card which I think we we posted pictures of it on the Facebook group, and if you you had to play nine of the thirteen games and you could put the card in to be drawn because they're giving away an Xbox One for every session that they had, so they had like three sessions uh, uh, on Saturday of groups of people where this place was open to go in. So Bo and I have a chance to win an Xbox One console of all those that showed up for that morning session. And so, you know, he went to get his stamps for, you know, like for Max and Peggle and whatnot. Uh, so he comes back like a minute, minute and a half later. I'm still standing there waiting for the load screen. And he comes up and he's like, so how's it? And I'm like, I'm still... Emma, would you believe this thing's still loading? And then we still stood there talking for a while, and then it went through like some kind of tutorial thing that just never ended. It was just like this dragon flying through this thing. I never actually got to play it because the one thing I, I it got to a point where it's like, well, you move the dragon with the left stick, you move the cursor with the right stick. And as soon as it told me that, I'm like, I'm absolutely have no interest in this game because I just simply. My brain, you can call it old age, you can call it stupidity, you can call it I suck, I don't care. I just can't control my character with one when it, when the character's like on the screen and my cursor with another one. It, those types of games don't work for me. I, I, I struggle. And so I was trying to fly this dragon. The game looked good, what I saw, and I saw other people playing. It looked really neat. But it was it was absolutely nothing I was interested in, and when I found out I had to do that separate control, I just I'm like I'm done. I walked away. Low times, absolutely horrible, um, and it was that way for every game. I think Dead Rising Three was probably the best, and it was still long, but it was like I kind of expected it. It, it seemed like it was in line with what we have today, but like because I mean Dragon Max was long. Um, what was every? I think Zoo Tycoon didn't have anything. Um, well, yeah, the the zoo took a while to load because it kept flashing or morphing the different animal shapes on the on the title screen. Okay, um, Forza was long, but Forza always is long. I mean, it, it did it did seem to be in par with what we have now. But yeah, that was that was a consistent theme was long load times, and I really hope that. It is. I hope it gets better. I do hope that the final builds of these games improve the load times. I, I'm, I was shocked because I didn't expect that. I'm like, you know, you think, wow, you've got, what, ten times the processing power? Or, you know, you got so much more RAM and all this stuff and everything's faster. I know the games are bigger, and I guess that's what I didn't really go in thinking. I just expected stuff to come up a lot quicker. I really wasn't thinking that my load times would be so long. So, and they were. It wasn't like we're exaggerating. It's not like you brought you excited to play. Some of these took a long time. <laughs> so, good point. Um, so, Local Cycle Crimson Dragon. I think that was all that we had. In fact, let me pull up the little card. I want to make sure that we we did cover everything. So I'm going to pull up my picture here and see what we played. So, oh no, you uh, you played that uh, Skylander. Oh, Skylanders. Yep, I think that's the only thing left. Okay, so that's the only thing left. Um, Skylanders Swap Force was there, um, which is on current gen and out now. But uh, they did play it on the X1, and they had some of the characters that swapped. Um, the game looks identical to what 
I'm, I've got Skylanders and Skylanders Giants on my 360. I didn't get the new one because I'm not buying new characters. It's just, I'm done with that. Um, as fun as the Skylanders games are, it's just way too expensive. you, you got to keep buying all these stupid characters. Uh, the game looked just like it does now. So, you know, the, the, the gimmick of swapping the characters really didn't do it for me. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of neat, but whoop-de-doo. Um, but for game's sake, if it is Skylanders, it's what you expect. The one thing the guy told us was that the characters, the because they split, and this is something I didn't know, I guess there's an RFID chip in both the top and the bottom piece of the character. Uh, so you can, it actually, um, you get different stats. So the stats will follow, um, if you will, with the, with the, uh, e, e, the top half or the bottom half. So that was kind of interesting. Um, but I think that, that wraps up all the games. So when we left... We asked, we stopped and asked some questions to some of the actual Microsoft employees. So when you see these videos, the people in the black Xbox One shirts, those are just event people. Probably They probably live here in the area. They're just hired to put on the event. The people that you might see that are in the green shirts, those are actually Microsoft employees. And so we stopped a couple and asked them some questions. One of the things I asked was, the Xbox Guide, which is supposed to work for TV channels, I said the the demo that they put up the other day with Yusuf Mehdi and um, was it Mark Witten, I think. They sat down. It was like a 12-minute video that Microsoft published uh, doing stuff on the dashboard. And when they went to the Xbox Guide, it, it showed that it was Comcast up on the top. And I said, will it work with DirecTV? Will the guide work? Now, the guy said, how does your satellite box how do you plug it in i said i plug it in my tv with hdmi he says well absolutely you plug it into the hdmi in and it'll work i said well i know i can view it that way but will the xbox guide itself the xbox one guide can i use my voice to change my channels um uh, with direct tv and now he said yes you can you know but the, the i will say this the two people we talked to seem to be really kind of, well, you know, not really sure. And, and I'm going to say a couple things on that. One, there's probably a lot of things they got to be careful that they, that they do know and they're not allowed to say yet. Number two, I'm sure they've had a lot of stuff that is always changing. So I, I don't, you know, don't take it as well. Mark said that it will work. Microsoft employee at this event said that if you have DirecTV, that it would work with the Xbox One guide. So I will find out on November 22nd if that's true. I, I took it as he said yes, so hopefully it does. Um, I asked about digital pre-orders. I said, look, I want to go all digital. I told them I was one of those people that I'm not happy you reversed your decision. I was happy with what you announced originally. At it, the tw May 21st event in E3, um, and I said I want to go out digital. So I said right now I can't pre-order digital games, so I can't get the pre-order bonus. And they said that is correct. And they said so. I said once it releases, are we going to have the option to pre-order to get those bonuses? And they said probably not. And the reason we have pre-orders is because retailers want to secure your money. They're trying to entice you to come to them so they get your money. When it goes digital. There's really no need 
to entice you because you're going to buy it when it when when you get it type of thing. So they don't they don't know they're not aware if there's going to be a pre-order for digital. They don't believe that there will be. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, with Xbox on Xbox 360, if you bought Ghosts, I bought it digitally. I bought it the day it was released. Microsoft is saying if you buy it like in the first week, I think until, or maybe it was the first two weeks. There was a certain time frame. I think it goes to the 18th of November. So between the 5th and the 18th, then you're going to get that, that uh, free fall map, uh, which was a pre-order bonus. They're going to give that to people who bought it digitally in that first two weeks. So we might get those types of pre-order bonuses if you buy it within the first week or two. Um, we'll just have to see what happens. So I did not get a confirmed answer. Uh, my last question I asked that I could remember was, um, I think actually this was Bo's question um, that I wrote down. Uh, Bo, you had the question on Skype. I'll yes. Let you, I'll let you go to that. Well, the the, the question, uh, I was under the, uh, the impression that uh, Skype uh, replaced the friends list, and they said that Skype replaced Messenger. The um, Skype will still remain a separate... Um, part of the system so you'll you'll have your friends list um so you won't have to worry about people that you play with but don't necessarily know just sending you messages or um or even if you have you know 500 people on your list you're not going to get 500 pop-ups every time they go online uh you'll be able to set subcategories um to who you want to follow and um get updates from them So, so yeah. So that I think that was good news for both of us <laughs> um, that we don't have to have that replacement list for Skype. You you had other questions, right? I did, and I'm trying to think of uh, what they were. Um, oh, the uh, the Xbox One games and how they're going to be mixed into the the store. And what they told us was that although the store now has the the games, the videos, the music all integrated as one big lump uh, catalog, if you have the Xbox One, you're only going to see Xbox One titles in the store. And if you have the 360, you're only going to see 360 titles. Yeah, so you won't accidentally buy an Xbox One title if you don't own one. So those stores will be separate. So that's um, that, and then I'd ask them, um, you know, what the day one downloads um, would be if they're, you know, indie, uh, indie uh, publishers, or uh, since Pedco got moved out to December, what the uh, what the day one releases would be, and it was uh, pretty much just the mainstream titles. They didn't have any of the, you know, the ten to fifteen dollar titles to download at this point. Um, they were saying that it was um, pretty much all that the you know the the major um, ghosts and and um, games of that caliber. So I think I think that really I can't I thought there was another question I asked and I just don't remember what it was, but um, my my mainly my main thoughts my only negative was long load times that was the only negative I had. Hopefully those will improve as these are dev boxes and dev builds. Well, I don't think they're dev boxes. I, they look like final, 
you know, retail console boxes, but the software looks to be all dev versions. And even when I hit, I hit the dashboard button at one, one time to see what it was, and it, it was a dev-built dashboard. It was not the final thing that we've seen coming out. So um, that could be a part of it. So hopefully those things will improve. Um, the, my other thought was the con the console looks great, the controller's great, um, the games look amazing, and oh my gosh, we're going to have an awesome holiday season. <laughs> the problem is I just, I can't afford to buy all the games I want. <laughs> so, how about, what about you, Bo? Any final thoughts on... Yeah, you know, it's uh, Christmas came early this year. Uh, just the experience of, of going and, and seeing um, there, I I had preconceived ideas of what I thought I wanted, what I was getting, what I had no interest in getting, and and that all changed after physically playing some of these games. Um, so yeah, just awesome time. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the invite. So, what was your game of the show or the event? Even though I know the answer, <laughs> yeah, you know, I I want to say Dead Rising, but it was Max, uh, surprisingly. And I absolutely have to agree with you. It wasn't even something I was out to see, but that was the game that I was just like, oh my gosh, I keep thinking about it. It it's wow, that was impressed me more than anything. Um, I was very impressed. I mean, Dead Rising, FIFA, Battlefield killer i mean all the games look great this one was just that it's like a platformer it's like this is going to be like the mario i think someone said it in our in our thing this you know that max is like mario for nintendo that would be awesome if if this is uh an xbox only title and and they did that i could see this being something like that you know maybe this is that platformer we've needed on our brand for so long i really liked it my kids are gonna love this game um, it's it's cool. So this is definitely on my radar. Big big uh, big surprise. So it was cool because we got we got the uh, we got surprise. We got to see Major Nelson. We got to see a game that we weren't expecting. They really liked at Florida, and uh, and we got to eat Doritos and free Mountain Dew. So <laughs> good day, good day had by all. All right, so I think we're gonna finally. Rob, are you still there with us, buddy? are you guys done i took a little nap there so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna (laughs) jump on into our topics we're gonna bring rob back into the discussion um and there's more to the show there's a lot more to the show this is gonna be a this is gonna be a doozy tonight people yeah so um so hold on to your hold on to your hats but uh oh um and real quick to answer um I got a question here. Do I feel Call of Duty Ghosts on Xbox One is different than on 360? There was, uh, we didn't have, that game wasn't there. So, I I honestly expect it to be the same. The IGN put out a video of comparison Call of Duty Ghosts between 360, PS3, and, and PS4. They did not have Xbox One yet. I would expect the Xbox One version to look a lot like the PS4. And you could see differences in the in the video, uh, how much better it looked on PS4. Um, so I would expect a visual improvement, like I saw with Battlefield, the the difference there. But I would expect it to still play and feel exactly the same, uh, which is probably I'm sure if I sat down with BF4 on Xbox One, by the time I would have left, I would have hated it too. 
even though it look I can say it looks good, but it still sucks. <laughs> I'm sure I would have gotten killed sooner. I'm sure I guarantee, Bo. I guarantee I would have died soon as I would have spawned into that freaking game. <laughs> so, but uh, there are a lot more games that are coming out. Uh, they only had 13 there at the show. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, Jesus, I agree. I, he says I, it's weird you'd think the Xbox's main shooter would be on the tour. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, there's so many so many people buying Call of Duty that pro they probably don't need to showcase it. So, but anyways, we're going to move on. That, that'll wrap up our Xbox One tour. We're going to go into the rest of the topics, and we got quite a few. So, Rob, why don't you hit us off on our first story? All right. So you guys talked a whole bunch about Forza 5, and we've got some uh, news from Microsoft that Forza 5 is going to have unmatched post-release support. And what this basically means is that there's going to be, uh, I guess, content uh, packages uh, available on a, regularly base, on a regular basis. And in, a, in uh, Forza terms, that means car packs. So on a monthly basis, they're going to have these uh, car packs available. On November 22nd, the first pack is going to arrive. And uh, looks like the first week of every month, uh, beginning January through May, uh, are going to be additional packs. So basically, uh, the car pack for launch day is going to be the LaFerrari car pack and uh so what does this thing have uh it's got uh what is this the their new hypercar i'm trying to find the name for it but anyway it's a 950 horsepower hybrid engine and uh it's limited to uh, 499 production units uh, in real life. Uh, in addition to the, oh, I guess it's the LaFerrari. That's the name of it. Uh, yeah, oh, I, yeah, the LaFerrari. <laughs> it's a, it's a Porsche car, right? <laughs> or Zonda or whatever. Anyway, so uh, in addition to this, it's going to include nine additional cars. And uh, the full details of all the additional cars will be revealed soon uh, or on November 18th much, <laughs> whichever how much is that pack that season pass the season pass yeah 49.99 yeah I think that's I for think the that's first a six lot packs. of money dude I guess what is that like eight dollars ish per yeah, they're saying I mean it's they said yeah it's a you still save money, but 50 bucks for cars? <laughs> I mean, people complain about map packs. It's a lot of cars, though. That's a lot of money. <laughs> you know, I'm $50 for money. You just, I mean, just, for cars, you just shelled mean, 500 bucks out for a new console. What's another 50 bucks? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So, moving on. We got uh, Fulgore. Fulgore, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but uh, has been confirmed for Killer Instinct on Xbox One. Um, now, according to the latest article I read, um, 
the quote from Microsoft slash Double Helix is, we're excited about the upcoming launch of Killer Instinct for Xbox One, and we'll be able to share more information about Fulgore and the other awesome features and content in the game. More info to come soon. Stay tuned. So, supposedly this is the eighth and final character revealed for Killer Instinct um, on Xbox One roster. So, um, I'm sure there's more going to be more than eight characters, but... So, I don't know if there's any Killer Instinct fans out there. You can get your full gore on. His character looks pretty wicked. So, if you're seeing the video and seeing that image there on screen, that looks pretty wicked. So, alright, that's it. There was a, a pretty slick-looking infographic that was released uh, in regards to Call of Duty uh, multiplayer. And some of these numbers are just staggering. It's just <laughs> so much information on the Call of Duty that I, it's, uh, it just amazes me how they compile this stuff. So the, the most shocking... Actually, this is... Actually, it's all shocking. So there's been nearly two quadrillion respawns in Call of Duty. How much is a quadrillion? <laughs> I'm half of that That's... number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> per week. So, yeah, two quadrillion respawns. Wow. And uh, that's more than 18 billion matches. That's that's just mind-boggling. And uh, during all of this, folks have played a total of about 19 or 1,900 years of Call of Duty every day. 1,900 years. Wow. I mean, it almost seems like that, that. How can it almost seems like that's impossible, doesn't it? Yes, it, no. It. I just don't know how they're getting those numbers. Bo, you got any idea on how they could? <laughs> any thoughts on that? <laughs> no, I guess he doesn't. Yeah. It says everyday gamers. <laughs> no, I sure don't. <laughs> there he is. I guess he's muted. <laughs> yeah, everyday gamers around the world play over 1,900 combined years of Call of Duty. So that's got to be every person, like, stretched out time-wise, depending on how much they play. So 1.9 quadrillion respawns. That's uh, 266,816 times the current world population. Wow. And let's see what else. 813 million UAVs have been shot down in multiplayer. Um, let's see. Then we've got... Well, the 18 billion multiplayer matches, and that's about it. But, yeah, those numbers are staggering. Wow. <laughs> it's a popular game. Slightly. So, all right. All right, moving on. Moving on. So, um, okay, hold on. I've lost my place. There we go. Bloop, bloop. So, Unity, um, Microsoft has announced great news for Xbox One independent developers. They are, uh, they said they worked with Unity, and they're pleased to announce that 
When released in 2014, the Xbox One add-on for Unity will be available at no cost to all developers in the ID and Xbox program, as will special Xbox One-only Unity Pro seat licenses for Xbox One developers in the ID at Xbox program. So, cool. Good good stuff, I think. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Major Nelson released a, a Vine that's that little, what, six-second video clip service that they've got on mobile devices. He released a Vine that shows how fast it is to redeem a code on Xbox One. Okay. So, so, what? Go ahead, go ahead, Rob. I got the video. I'll, I'll show it when you're when yeah. you're ready. Okay. Well, being that he released a Vine, <laughs> I guess it's a big hint a that it's less than six seconds. <laughs> so, uh, this was pretty sweet. I basically what he did was he had a card that had one of those like uh, QR codes or whatever you want to call it. So a little barcode on the card. And he just goes, Xbox, use a code. And he turns it towards the connect, and then it pops up on the screen. Xbox, use a code. That's just amazing. Yeah. I hate typing in. I hate typing. Those <laughs> doing codes is just so frustrating. And now I guess you just have to print everything. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you have to print it or who knows what. But uh, if you have a card or something like that, uh, that, that that is pretty sweet. Yeah. Well done, Microsoft. All right. So those that have got got to see it on the video, so pretty cool stuff. Oh, absolutely. So Microsoft is in a gift giving mode. Did you know that? Oh, how about did, that? Did you get any gifts from Microsoft, Rob? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> you don't think so? No. I tell everybody, make sure you check your email that you have attached to your Xbox account um, and check your junk mail folders and stuff because I got a free gift. Uh, Microsoft emailed me and said, congratulations, you're getting Killer Instinct and all characters unlocked. Um, and I know other people who are getting free Xbox One consoles with Forza 5. I actually wow. know two people that are getting free consoles. Um, so this this happened this week. The, the internet like blew up, and everybody was like, "What's going on?" Um, so looks like Microsoft is handing stuff out as a thank you gift um, for people. So some of the things, I guess, um, it looks like uh, tenure for on Xbox Live, your gamer score. The guys I know that got uh, free Xboxes, Xbox Ones, all have ridiculous gamer scores. So. Um, I, I guess I'm getting the thing for just being um, on Xbox Live long enough. I don't know. But uh, check your emails and look for that. Uh, be sure, you know, to, to, you might might don't want to go and buy Killer Instinct if they're giving it to you for free. So be sure to check your emails on that. So I thought this was kind of cool. I mean, when I hear about it, and um, I had sent uh, Kyle, if you know Moronic Cow from the Achievement Hounds, he's one that got a free Xbox One. And uh, so I congratulated him. I thought it was cool. I did tell him I didn't think it was worth all the hours of all the bad games he played. But I, I did say he definitely earned it and deserves it. And I'm really glad that he got one. That is so cool. Um, I thought this was really neat for Microsoft to do. Um, handing out some uh, free consoles. So, cool. And, uh, Bo, did you check your email 
since uh, yesterday. See if you if you got a free console coming from the event. Um, I I have, and sure enough, I did not win. <laughs> not yet, right? <laughs> either that, or they just haven't notified either one of us yet. <laughs> so we'll win, man. We're gonna win. So, but check check your emails out there. Make sure you might just get a free gift from Microsoft. So. Actually, I'm just looking through mine here. And, You're not uh, getting anything, Rob. <laughs> no, I actually got a code for Forza. Oh, for the car? Yeah. Yeah, a, I got that, that too. I don't know why they're hand, but yeah, be sure again, that's another item. You might there's a free car with a free special tuning and livery setup that they're they're handing out too, so. Yeah, it's all the way in the bottom of what looks like just a normal ad. So yeah. if you don't scroll through the whole thing, you'll miss the code. So, so Rob, and it looks like you gotta you gotta type this one in. <laughs> you think that they would like let you print it out and scan it <laughs> through the or uh, something or something. I mean, Forza Five, it's only good for Xbox One anyway. So, yeah. But okay, uh, Bioware released uh, some new images for the next game in the Mass Effect series. And uh, uh, basically, uh, Bioware staffers ranging from the producers to uh, the studio directors uh, to executive producers have been tweeting pictures of Mass Effect. Uh, uh, these pictures are accompanied by a message that is split between tweets but it's the images uh, themselves that are uh, probably the most interesting of the bunch. Among those things posted uh, are one that looks like a new character and uh, a vehicle uh, being designed. One shows a new type of enemy and another that shows the game being played. Uh, don't really know uh, what the game is, whether it's a PC or a, or a console version. Uh and then they uh, tweeted, the next chapter of Mass Effect is upon us. And uh, also new enemies to encounter. And new worlds to explore. Let's see, the images are being shared as part of N7 Day, which I guess is uh, November 7th. Uh, N7 is a designation in the Mass Effect universe for Marines, including uh, this guy named Colonel Shepard. I think people might have heard of him. And uh, as we say, as we celebrate N7 Day, we look back at the talented people who worked on the Mass Effect trilogy, and we remember our inspiration for some of the great pieces that have made Mass Effect so iconic. We celebrate the fans for their support and their commitment to the original characters that we proudly decorate our studios with and the new ones we've added along the way. So uh, that's pretty exciting news. I know a lot of people really love the Mass Effect series, uh, myself included. So uh, it's exciting stuff uh, down the road there. You Yay. like Mass Effect, wouldn't you say, Mark? Oh, yeah. Just a little bit? Yes. Awesome game. <laughs> so, great, great news. Alright. And what I really love is Peggle 2! And, um, I'm not going to be able to talk about it. <laughs> because for some reason, the site where the article is 
uh, was posted is uh, not coming up. Wah, wah, wah. So um, I'll, I'll, I don't even have to, it doesn't I don't even have to talk about it. It just gave me an excuse to show up this beautiful Peggle two screenshot. So <laughs> I mean, it's, look at the cute you know little what? little cute little like snowman there with the flower in his in his head and his big teeth and you know. So you can just say. Like? So you can just say Peggle Two. Enough said. Go buy it. Come on, do your head banging. I can't wait. I am. So. so okay. Let's move on to the next story. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to some Connect news. So, next generation Connect uh, is more accurate, uh, as they've been saying for the last couple of months. And uh, Microsoft went into a little bit of detail on how it's more accurate. So uh, Ben Lower, Lauer, who is the, the Microsoft Senior Program Manager, uh, he uh, did a Game Developers uh, Conference talk where he talked about it. And he goes, I hope people are inspired by the future of Connect and the direction that we're going in as a company, the investments that we're making, and how that's unlocking new scenarios for games, but also scenario scenarios outside of gaming, outside of the living room. He explained that the new Connect camera has significantly higher fidelity than the Xbox 360 connect and they're able to detect a room of six people versus the original that could only detect one or two he explained that this opens up great new opportunities for building richer and more engaging experiences uh, plus that microsoft sees connects natural user interaction as a paradigm shift that allows us to go beyond to go beyond only manual input to communicating with our technology in a more natural way. And throughout the session, he described potential scenarios for Connect, and also there were some live demos that were shown on how developers can take advantage of new features. He explained that the new Connect has full skeletal tracking, which allows for far more precise precise of movement and can also approximate where the user's body ends, even if it's partially obscured or turned away from the camera. Like on Xbox One, the newest version of Connect for Windows allows for full-color 1080p images to be captured, which allows for a new level of realism. Uh, at one point, uh, he explained that the Connect can now so accurately detect the user that it can completely strip away the background kind of like doing a green screen uh, effect without the green screen. And he showed off a homemade application that allowed him to photobomb your friends on Facebook and demonstrated on how in just a few seconds he could choose a friend's Facebook photo, stand uh, the appropriate distance from Connect to appear as though he were standing next to someone in the picture, capture a still, and then post a version uh, where he appeared in the shot on the friend's wall. That's that's interesting, I guess. Uh, he also discussed other potential applications of connecting, showing an image of a sensor being used in a retail store to try on clothing. 
and he described playoki dance, which is a virtual dance experience in European health clubs that uses up to 36 connects mounted on the ceiling to track users in dance classes in real time, analyzing how correct their movements are and uh, how to com- basically comparing them to others. Uh, he captured a 3D image of himself and showed how he could do a 360-degree fly-around of the full model. Plus, he demonstrated how Kinect's microphone can strip out background noise, how it tracks specific hand movements and gestures, and even how it can detect how much force a uh, user is exerting through things like uh, yoga poses or throwing punches in a fighting game. He also showed us uh, that the tech can recognize facial expressions, including including whether he was happy or neutral, plus whether his eyes were open, whether he was wearing glasses, and whether he was looking at the camera. So um, that, that's some pretty slick stuff. Don't I mean? It just it just amazes me how much this thing's grown and like what the capabilities are. I you know last couple of years, what is it about two years now that we've had the old Connect? Or is it three? It's like two or three, something like that. Couple two three. <laughs> yeah, I, you know they haven't done a whole lot with it. You know they've got you know a couple of the Connect games and so forth, but beyond that, I, I don't think they've done too much. So, being that this is bundled with every single Xbox One, I, I really hope that they do something a little more interesting with it. Yeah. And it sounds like they finally have the technology to do it. So, you know, all of us that have bought the Connect previously, we helped finance this, I guess. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of, of sorts. Yep. So, that's that. All right. I got I got breaking news that just came in across our news Flash. Yeah, exactly. I hope you guys are sitting down for this. Please, I you got to be sitting down for this. This is amazing news. I, I mean, I'm shocked at what I'm hearing. I can't believe this is actually happening. I'm, I'm actually shaking right now. Um, so please, by all means, I'm going to give everybody a second to sit down because you are not going to believe what you're about to hear. Whew, let me get a little, little breath here. Let me get a little breath. All right, here we go. Here we go. Call of Duty and Skylanders will have new versions released in 2014. Oh, man, I got a mind blown right now. Whoa. Whoa. I'm like, where did this come out from, dude? Out of the freaking blue. They're going to make another Call of Duty and another Skylanders next year? More money. More money. That's, that's like, wow. I mean, who saw, who could have seen that coming? I mean, really. Absolutely. But you know what? I want to say I'll... I'll Joking aside, I, I mean, I saw this and I was like, "Why did they even announce it?" Everybody knows Call of Duty and Skylanders is coming out every November, um, you know, or holiday season. So I don't know why the why they gotta make a big announcement. But in honor of the Call of Duty announcement uh, for 2014, I'm gonna go ahead and give something away. And those that are watching on the Twitch. Well, you guys just got a benefit because you're going to be the first chance to get it. So now we're going to see how you guys scramble and who's the fastest typer. Um, so here we go. And this is courtesy of Rally Rally Evo 8 who sent these codes in. So thank you, Rally Evo 8. We appreciate that. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. What these Thanks. are, 
is, and this is what he says, it's a Call of Duty male avatar something. <laughs> so, um, if you Choo -choo. have a, if you have a male avatar, then here you go. I'm only going to say it once, and I'm not going to paste the code into Twitch. You guys got to so get ready to write it down or something. Here we go. 7-M-7-R-W-9-2-X-V-4-Y-Y-T-4-2-D-F-C-D-6-2. G C D Z. That seemed like a lot of numbers. That's a workout. Lot of letters. That's a workout. I have to do it again because we have one more for the female avatar. Wow. So, um, oh, Johnny, don't just typed it into the to the thing. <laughs> See. Someone did for me, so and so did Jesus. <laughs> and it looks like Eating Wisconsin got it. It's a T-shirt. So thank you um, to Rally Eight, Rally Evo Eight. That is awesome. Um, if you have a female avatar, so I don't know if we have any females in the Twitch broadcast, but if we don't, and we have someone listening to the audio, you might want to try it. So here goes the female. It's probably a female Call of Duty T-shirt. Seven. Y P H F two K three nine F K seven seven two three seven F seven C seven W C Y M Z. All right, Rob. <laughs> Take it away, buddy. <laughs> That's more of a workout than uh, Zumba Fitness. Yeah, no kidding. Yes, yes. So there's a confirmation about uh, Xbox One and Day One, which is something that we, I guess, pretty much expected, uh, and now it's confirmed, and that's that the Microsoft Xbox One will require a day one update before you can do anything. And uh, the reason why I say it's pretty much expected is because of all of the changes that they've done to, you know, what's going to be doable and what's not going to be doable, sharing, et cetera, all that, uh, that will have to do an update. Um, and, uh, yeah, so get that thing plugged in and uh, start updating before uh, you get everything ready to play. All Hello? Right, so, Is this yep. thing on? So remember that. Um, Allow sufficient time. Remember that, yeah. So when you come home at midnight with your new box, it might take you. A lot of other people are going to be downloading that update, so you know, just keep that in mind. You can't turn it on and start playing. So That's right. But that's okay. It will be worth it. All right, next up. Wow, what did I just do? I really messed up. Okay, next up after that story is another Killer Instinct. How do we get another Killer Instinct story? All right, so here we go. While the Xbox One reboot of Killer Instinct is going to launch with local and online multiplayer modes, players will need to wait until Microsoft launches all of its planned Season 1 content before they can grapple with AI-controlled opponents in a forthcoming arcade mode. 
So the series traditional arcade mode, which pits players against all the game's fighters in a, in a series of one-on-one -on -one matches, will unlock after the full roster of eight Season 1 characters is released. Microsoft Studios game designer Daniel Fornis revealed in an interview uh, that the game will include six characters when it premieres on November 22nd, and two additional characters will round out Season 1's lineup post-launch. I, I doubt it will take that long, so... But uh, to to appear, but just kind of keep that in mo in mind if you're looking for it. So that is it. Okay. So a while back, Microsoft talked about how they can use the cloud of their 300,000 servers, basically to do uh, streaming of, of games, in particular, uh, possibly like Xbox 360 games and so forth. Because uh, th there was all that talk and rumor and so forth about how, you know, the 360 really, I mean, sorry, the Xbox One really didn't have backwards compatibility. So, hey, why not do it through the cloud? Why not do it through, you know, an on-live type of setup? So there was uh, an interview done by, uh, or done with Albert Pennello, who's the lead planner on Xbox One. 360 and connect where he said that basically that technology to do that is quote really cool and really problematic he goes on to say it's uh, uh basically really cool and problematic uh to basically do that all at the same time and so far as it's really super cool if you happen to have the world's most awesome internet connection it works way better than you'd expect it. So managing quality of service and tolerance people ha will have for it being crappy. Can you imagine in this day and age with the bad information around uh, and we with the bad information around and we can't control the quality of the experience and make sure that it's good or to have people tell us that they can't do it. Uh, he basically went on to say that it's a, uh, it was a grand experiment, but they're going to have to do a lot of improvement to the live network before they move on with any kind of uh, feature like this. Uh, and uh, so looks like uh, we'll have to wait for this functionality. Who knows how long it's going to take, but I wonder if it's really like a limit of, uh, of everybody's internet connection that's probably kiboshing this. And uh, that is that. All righty. Well, just real quick, Bo, I, I think you're still hanging in there with us. Uh, you are free to comment on anything as we go along here. Oh, that's that's fine. I'm uh, just chatting away here with the group. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, right now we're actually showing a, a video. There was a 12-minute video that Microsoft posted uh, with Yusuf Mehdi and Mark Witten. Uh, this was a really cool video. I recommend you guys check it out. I did uh, I did a like it, um, so it should show up on the Twitter feed if you're watching us. We, I think it was yesterday I said that we like this. Um, but uh, be sure to go out and check it out and listen to what they're saying. They did some pretty cool stuff that they showed off. Um, I didn't know you could change the colors of the buttons on the home screen and stuff based on your personal taste, which is cool. Like like Mark Witten, I think, had green and Yousef had blue. So when they showed their own dashboard, their colors and stuff changed. I mean, it's not a big 
amazing deal. Like, wow, that's so cool. But it is. it was just neat to see some, like, minor customization. You could kind of choose it the way you wanted. Um, it was just kind of neat. So be sure to check that out. But um, uh, when you get a chance. So it's about 12 minutes long. They got some kind of cool stuff in there. So uh, they, they, they show you um, not only personalizing it, but how you can quickly switch between apps, how you take Skype calls while watching TV, uh, how you can record, edit, and upload the gameplay footage, um, how you can explore the enhanced friends and followers features for... Um, so there's a lot of neat stuff that they cover in the 12 minutes, so be sure to be sure to check it out. Okay. Uh, Dead Rising 3. Uh, it's a game that a lot of people are interested in. Uh, there were some tests that the developer ran on the game, and they basically found that uh, when there's more than two players in the game, the, the networking component of the game really got hit pretty hard. And uh, enough to, I guess, really kind of possibly ruin the experience. They say, obviously, we'd like to have three players, four players, and more. Uh, but during the tests, the network fidelity started to break down. More players in the sandbox also presents a problem when it comes to zombie AI, which not only governs, governs where zombies spawn, but also pushes hordes to identify and engage players. It's enough stress on the game to account for two players independently running around Los Perdidos, uh, but when you add more players, it becomes this crazy, exponentially more complicated problem. He also added, however, that more human players is something a developer is definitely going to explore. But for Dez Rising 3, it's more about focusing on meaningful two-player co-op experiences. And uh, he goes, uh, but yeah, I'm a big versus player. I love that stuff. So I think in the future we'll definitely uh, explore how we can get more players in there. And uh, yeah, Mark, when you guys... Uh, played the game that was just like solo right it wasn't a multiplayer or anything it was solo yeah yeah so then uh yeah you definitely didn't encounter any of this stuff but i think uh i think bo and i'll probably be playing <laughs> i think we'll be doing the two-player co-op here zombie slaying mm -hmm. uh before too long <laughs> oh and and bo you, you gotta talk about since we're on dead rising three you got to talk about what you sent me today because that was, I was laughing. I'm sitting there it's just laughing. I'm like, my wife's like, what are you, what are you watching? I'm like, you won't like it. <laughs> In Dead Rising 3, one of the weapons is something called Sentry Cat. And it is a mechanized cat robot with saw blades that you can either hit zombies with or activate it to go pounce in the uh, crowds of zombies until it blows up and it's 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 so funny it's like it makes this noise like Row! like a real cat like Row! as it pounces on and it just destroys zombies <laughs> man it's so funny <laughs> it is awesome i mean I, i'm like i want this thing i want this game just so i can get sentry cat <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I will try to. F um, I will probably post that video, or I will find it and like it um, on YouTube. I'm sure it's out there, so that it goes up on our Twitter, and I'll post a link to it in the Facebook group, um, so you guys can see it. It is a circle. So, 
right. Anything else, Rob? I'm sorry, what? Well, did you have anything else on Dead Rising 3? No. All right. So we got some uh, information on the first wave of TV and entertainment apps that are going to come to Xbox One. So I want to just run through. I know, I'm going to go ahead and run through some of these different countries. Um, I do know we have listeners from Australia. So you can expect to see Crackle, Machinima, Muzu TV, Network 10's 10 Play, Quick Flicks, SBS On Demand, TED, and Twitch. Um, for our friends in Brazil, Crackle, Machinima, Moo, Netflix, Sereva Player, apologize if I'm saying something wrong, Sky Online, Sport TV, Sport TV TED, Telecine, Twitch, and Vivo Play. Uh, for our, our friends up in the Great White North of Canada, Cinema Now, Crackle, Machinima, Muzu TV, Netflix, Rogers Anyplace TV, Sportsnet, TED, the NFL on Xbox One, and Twitch. Um, let's see. For, I'm looking down the list, United Kingdom. We've got 4, 4OD, Amazon slash Love Film, Blinkbox, Crackle, Demand 5, Eurosport, Machinima, Muzu TV, Netflix, Now TV, TED, Twitch, and Wiki.tv. So Twitch better be on everybody, I'll tell you that. That's how you're going to watch us, baby. You're going to snap us in every Sunday night so that you can watch uh, and listen to this Xbox Life while you play video games. And lastly, for the United States, Amazon Instant Video. Yeah, baby! I'm glad that's there because I like Amazon Instant Video. Uh, Crackle, The CW, ESPN, Fox Now, FX Now, HBO Go is listed as coming soon. Hulu Plus, Machinima, Muzu TV, Netflix, Redbox Instant by Verizon, Target Ticket, TED, The NFL on Xbox One, Twitch, Univision Deportes, Verizon Fios TV, and Voodoo. And they say the list is this list, and there's other countries on this list. You can go to news.xbox.com, which is Xbox Wire. Uh, look at the story. You can see they have a list for Spain, New Zealand. Oh, i got to do New Zealand because I know we have some friends in New Zealand. Uh, they got Machinima, Muzu TV, Quick Flicks, TED, and Twitch. Uh, but they got Mexico, Italy, Ireland, Germany, France... Um, and Austria were some of the other countries that I I didn't list. Uh, so and that so this list of stuff is just the first wave. They're going to have uh, more stuff over the next few months, and they're going to continue to announce more apps coming to the platform for both Xbox One and 360 uh, as uh, things continue. In addition to the entertainment apps from partners in every market, Xbox One will also feature Xbox Fitness, Xbox Video. Xbox Music, Internet Explorer, Skype, SkyDrive, and Upload, which Upload, of course, is part of the game DVR. Um, so all those will also be there. So, so hopefully, what you were looking for will be on the list. So, all right, Rob. Okay. Now, the Xbox 360 has been around seven, eight years couple two tree 
Yeah, my math is real bad here. So <laughs> seven or eight years, we'll go with that. Microsoft says that the Xbox One will be around for at least ten years. Now, if they do this right, you know they can keep the same hardware and they can just make the console feel new like every couple of years with some software updates and i mean they pretty much did that with the current gen you know with the dashboard updates and you know releasing uh like minor upgrades to the consoles like the slim and so forth so uh you know once you get your xbox one expect to have it around for a while yeah that's it all righty so NBA 2K14 is, I don't know, is this out, coming out? I have no idea. I guess I should read the story. But NBA 2K14, my GM mode on Xbox One, and is going to give players a franchise control. So um, this will have a new feature. It will feature a new franchise management mode called my GM. And in this mode, players will assume the role of general manager, the guy in charge of everything from player contract negotiations to how much it'll cost for hot dogs at the stadium on game day. The backbone of this mode is a new con uh, conversation system. As GMs converse with the owner, <clears throat> players in the press, they'll build a rapport, make decisions that benefit the franchise, and you'll gain trust from the organization. Lie to the press, and you'll incite their ire, make enough mistakes, and you'll get canned. So... Um, NBA 2K14 producer Eric Bonish is quite proud of the evolved franchise mode. Quote, franchise modes are a passion of mine. They are my go-to modes in sports games. Uh, he prefaced a, during a conference call um, overview of the new mode earlier. He says, I appreciate the level of shrewdness that goes into building a roster, whether that be trying to beat other GMs to trades or making very opportunistic free agent signings. It's a mind game and one that I enjoy and tried to piece together for fans of our games. Um, so this is something that uh, if you're buying this game on Xbox One, you can look forward to this uh, new uh, new mode. So could be interesting, I suppose. I guess yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, uh, this, this last story here is, is kind of interesting because uh, there's a, a guy that goes by the Twitter name of Moonlight Swami. Turns out that uh, this guy got accidentally shipped uh, an Xbox One uh, recently. This was, uh, uh, he bought it at Target, and Target accidentally just sent a couple of units out to people, I don't know, two weeks prior to their street date. And what this guy basically did was he released some information of uh, what he experienced with it. So, um, let me. I'll go through and uh, I'll read some of this stuff here. It's actually kind of interesting. So Moonlight Swami claims that in its current state, the Xbox One takes 17 seconds to reach its dashboard during boot up. A 500 meg update was allegedly present after the console was booted for the first time, which could be the day one download that we talked about just a little bit ago. Uh, the one that's required uh, for you to use a system. Uh, Moonlight Swami stated he was able to begin playing games uh, once they were 50% installed onto the console's hard drive. Now, this is a little different than what we've heard before because 
haven't they always set up until now that you can start playing it almost instantly? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that that was um I don't know if they said instantly, but I think I certainly thought that it, you could play pretty darn quick. Yeah. Um 50% of a 40 gig title um that's going to take mm-hmm. a long time before you can start playing. <laughs> or maybe that's dependent on the game. Who knows? Yeah. But so I mean, you, it makes you, sense. I was thinking, how how can you start? You know, how can you start a game? You're just downloading it, and then you've got to install it, unless somehow it's going to install as it, it's. You know, maybe they got a new way of doing it because, like, any game that you pull down now, you got to download it. Like on mm-hmm. your PC, you download it and then you install it. PlayStation Three, you download it and then you install it. I, I was expecting the same thing, so. Um, I still don't know if it says 50% installed. Does that mean I got to download the whole thing and then start to install it? Oh yeah. So. Good point. I I took it from originally in back a wise of ways that you would download as you're starting to download slash install. I guess um, that you could start playing it pretty quickly. Um, it doesn't sound like that's the case. Or at least it should be able to get you into a menuing system or something. We'll see. I, I don't yeah. know how it's all going to work. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, you know, who's to say that, you know, now being two weeks in advance of the launch, that the stuff isn't quite ready yet anyway. So, well, I'll bet anyway. I'll still tweaking stuff and oh, making adjustments. So, uh he goes on to say the Xbox One marketplace seems to be partially stocked. Uh, he tweeted uh, screenshots of the marketplace detailing the download size for various games. Uh, then some of these numbers are interesting. Uh, NBA 2K14, this 43 gig. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag comes in at 20. Dead Rising 3 at 19. And your favorite, uh, Loco Cycle, is 13 gig. He also installed Call of Duty Ghosts from a retail disc because it, it looks like he probably got the uh, uh, the the disc as well as the console. And he claims 39 gig of hard drive space was used by Ghosts. Wow. Yeah. So then uh, he tweeted uh, a glimpse of the dashboard section for featured challenges which is the time-specific task uh, section for individual games. And the picture shows things like playing a game of football within two weeks of Madden 20, uh, NFL 25's launch or earning 5 million uh, SP during a certain period in Need for Speed Rivals. And uh, well, one thing, I guess... Uh, that was a question on whether this guy would be banned for uh, having the console up early. And Major Nelson uh, said that uh, he will not be permabanned. So, yeah, it's just him. until, I think, until the uh, console goes live or till the 22nd. Yeah. So, so that's some interesting news. Uh, another thing I noticed earlier, I'll just say on top of this, is I saw on, I think it was the Xbox Wire, yeah, it was Xbox Wire page, they had a gallery of some photos, and they actually showed pictures of achievements. And the the, the thing was, they were 
Amazon Instant Streaming Achievements. And it was like, watch... Oh, what was one of them? And of course, the Xbox Wire page is not working at the moment. Um, let me see if it's back up yet. Xbox. News.xbox.com, I think. Oh, it's back up. So uh, you go you go to the Xbox One Home Gallery, and they've got a... Uh, so there's an achievement page, and then when I scroll to the right, I go over a couple pages, then they've got this another achievement page, and it says Amazon Instant Video. You have 60 days left to do this, and it says, ooh, somebody stopped me. You're supposed to watch 10 titles before the end of 2013. So they want you to watch 10 videos on Amazon Instant Streaming. And then there's another one that you got 14 days left to do this challenge. It's watch an Amazon original pilot with the second letter of the Greek alphabet. <laughs> so there's going to be achievements now for, for using apps and watching TV and... So there's, and then there's even, and there's an achievement progress here. It shows for Amazon Instant Video. There's one for Xbox Video. You can see the achievement progress for those. So, yeah, we're going to, for Achievement Hounds people, they might actually be able to take a break and watch some TV now and still get points. <laughs> so, oh, so there you go. I just thought that was kind of interesting. So check oh, out yeah. Xbox Wire for that. Um so, okay. I think that wraps it up, right? So we can now go into our community section. Um, be sure to check us out on Facebook. Uh, we do have a group out there of awesome people. Just look for This Xbox Life. And uh, you can email us, contact at thisxboxlife.com. We are on Twitter. It's twitter.com forward slash thisxboxlife. And um, so, cool. Be sure to, to join our group. Um, Rob, we got some new releases, I think, this week, don't we? Yes, sir. So coming out on Tuesday, the 12th of November, we've got XCOM Enemy Within and also Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition. So it's I'm having a, a problem here. There, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having problems with the... <laughs> With the thing, I'm throwing all kinds of stuff up. I can't find the right thing to. Now we're good. So now we're good. We're good on the video. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. What was that game? <laughs> oh, did I mess you up by reading? No, it you were fine. I was clicking the wrong. It's, I'm tired, man. I'm. I've I've been trying to click through so much stuff to keep this thing yeah. going tonight. I I just put the wrong stuff up. So okay. Okay, so I'm ready for the next game. So we've got. Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition and XCOM Enemy Within. And I want this XCOM game. Oh, I want it, but I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a week away. Well, we're two weeks away from, less than two weeks away from Xbox One. <laughs> and I know I won't get through it in time. So, Well, you're not going to give I'm up on your to, 360. No, but I, I once my X1 gets here, dude, I'm going to be playing so many games on that, I'll never get back to this. So this will be something I think I'm going to ask my kids to get me for Christmas because I really liked XCOM Enemy uh, Unknown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I want this one, and I want to play this. So, but And uh, where, Rob, might someone buy these games? Oh, through uh, this Xbox Life website by clicking on our Amazon affiliate link. Excellent. 
So, and again, when you do that, it supports the show so we can pay for our server costs and also so we can start giving back to the community with some cool stuff. So I'm hoping to maybe buy some retail games here and maybe if you guys really spend a lot of money through there at Christmas time here, maybe we can give an Xbox One away next year. So that would be awesome. Absolutely. So, and to those of you that have made purchases, uh, thanks for your support. Absolutely. So, but I think uh, I think that's it, Rob. Yes, sir. Uh, Bo, do you have any final comments before we sign off after this really long show? No, I had a great time. Thanks for letting me hang out. Anytime. Um, if you guys listen to us on iTunes, please review us and rate us five stars. Um, please follow us on Twitch. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel, so you can follow that. You'll um, the the Twitch broadcast. If you can't watch it streaming, uh, you can always watch it on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, it, it'll be there sometime shortly. It'll be up there tonight. And um, but uh, yeah, um, thank you for your support. Uh, with that, uh, my name is Mark, aka Wingman Seven Hundred Nine. I'm taking off. And I'm Rob, also known as Prestar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. And Bo, <laughs> go ahead and sign <laughs> out, Bo. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, this is uh, Benchful Loki signing off. <laughs>